0: Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you.
1: Unmute yourself, bro.
0: Oh motherfucker.
1: I know. You got it's weird like it like automatically does that now. Why? Why? I don't know.
0: Oh, you know what I want to do? I want a Skype call, but I don't want audio. Right. Oh, you mean there are people that want audio on their Skype calls? Are you serious, Skype? Whoops a daisy. Do you think there's actually somebody who actually wants audio on their Skype call? I think it's just pure dicks. Like, "Oh, let me smoosh my dick into the goddamn fucking steady cam." I don't need audio for that. Fuck Skype. <laughs> fuck Skype and fuck everything. <laughs> That's how we're starting this show. God damn it! Really? Hey, everybody! Welcome to I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Well,
1: welcome to another episode of I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're not okay. I am okay today because today we celebrate collectively: me, you, my family, the world, probably Michael Jordan somewhere, and definitely the IOK okay community. My goddamn birthday.
0: Damn, son. 37? 37. Dude, 37 probably sounds old to you. 37 sounds so young to me. I can't even tell you. (laughs) If I was turning 37, I'd be like, give me COVID. (laughs) Like, that's how happy I would be. So wow. enjoy it, dude, because guess what my next birthday is, which is coming up real soon. What is it's it? It's coming up in less than a month. October 12th. 52? 55. 55. 55. That's, tw- dude, eight. I didn't realize we were that. We had an 18-year difference between us.
1: Well, I think that's partly because I'm what's referred to as an old soul, but I think partly in the context compliment- And
0: I'm also I'm <laughs> what's referred to as a fucking
1: gangster. I think you have, I mean, I'm lucky that I do have, I have several pretty good friends that are around your age. And you have what a lot of them have too, where you have, it just sounds cliche, but it's true. I mean, you look great. You have a great youthful spirit. You're super fucking funny, kinetic. You're not like a slowed down old dude. And I don't think many people are in their 50s, but I'm just saying, you're saying, you know, compared to 37. But I mean, I don't think of you as 18 years older than me.
0: No, I, yeah. Yeah. If I had thought about it like intellectually for a second, I would go, yes, of course, we're, we have that age difference, but feeling wise, I don't feel a, a huge age difference like that, nah, at all with us. And I mean, age is a weird thing because, you know, I was talking to my mom; she's seventy nine, and she was just saying, you know, and she just had her birthday mm. uh, a few weeks back. And she's just like, it's so weird because I just feel like I've always felt, yeah, like right. I. N- you never feel like an adult. You always kind of feel like part of you feels like a kid, part of you feels like you know you're an adult, so you should act like an adult. But you, st- you know what I mean? It's, it's like it's you're putting weird- on
1: you're putting on a uniform. You're putting on like a costume. Yeah. What's up with that? That's weird. I mean, I have it too. Like it's just all the cliches. All the cliches. They're so true. You you still feel like a kid. It creeps up on you. Before you fucking know it, man, life is, you've done some major time, but wouldn't really be able to, (laughs) it's just weird. It's like your life just unfolds around you. You, I feel like a passive spectator often of my own life.
0: Well, that's kind of what we are, dude. We're just kind of, we're kind of watching a movie and we're the star of it. And, uh, you know, some people are halfway through the movie and some people are 99% of the way through it and they don't realize it.
1: Well, because they still feel the way they felt when the movie
0: started. Well, they're still expecting some big climax. Oh, I, <laughs> they don't. Yeah. Really, they don't realize. Oh, the movie! Like they have no idea that. Oh, there's no climax in this one. This movie has no climax.
1: <laughs> it's like Lars Van Trier's *Nymphomaniac*. Four hours later, you're like, "What happened? Was that a movie?"
0: Dude, fuck Lars Van <laughs> Trier. I know. I hate that guy.
1: I don't think I like any of his movies except for maybe Melancholia, but I don't even think I like that very much.
0: He has wasted so much of my time. I hate him. Dude, speaking of not hating somebody, guess what's out? What? The official, I'm just going to say MF and then I'm going to say motherfucking Uh trailer for a fucking motherfucking MF Dune. Dune? Dune.
1: Dune. I'm not. Either. I'm not caught up on the Dune narrative. Is it well, uh, Denis Villeneuve redid it? Is that who did it? Yeah. Okay. That's that sounds fun.
0: It's got Timothy Chalamet as the star. Oh, I
1: love Timothy Chalamet,
0: dude. I am so psyched. Okay. For this so, movie. so
1: so let me ask you this then, because you can maybe uh, maybe I'm representing some of our listeners here. Now here's what I know about Dune. Big, huge, epic novel. I know David Lynch made a movie that could have been great but wasn't. And then there's this whole Jor- Dorowski cut of the film can you give us a quick cliff's notes on the drama of dune
0: well so whatever that guy's name is was supposed to make dune ended up not making dune because he's insane but brought together all the talents that ended up making alien brought together uh who's the artist
1: uh uh h.r uh, geiger Giger, or geiger whatever
0: yeah h.r geiger whatever his fucking name is brought all those guys together and then because dune didn't work they ended up making alien so success but yeah uh, the dune that david lynch did like half of the movie is amazing but parts of it especially the special effects are are really pretty bad and so it's it's like any david lynch movie it's like kind of it's really artsy and beautiful and has some amazing scenes some incredible villains some wonderful stuff to look at ultimately as a film good i've watched it probably 4 or 5 times in my life i'll probably watch it again i like watching it yeah, i feel it. like
1: he's best at directing something he wrote rather than trying to adapt someone else's vision because he's such a visionary it's like you i mean you're going to you're going to write a better song than you are going to cover a song i would
0: imagine about you well here's what i know about you the book incredible but it is an epic book yeah it's like a thousand like pages a, a right lo- yeah, a lot of shit happened. Like they could have easily made it into an HBO movie, you know, like ten series, mm-hmm. you know, ten hours. It would have been great. But whatever. I love this director. Love Timothy Chalamet. It's got that dude from Guardians of the Galaxy, the big wrestler guys in it. Um, okay. It's got Aquaman's in it. Oh boy, that guy's name
1: Jason is. Momoa. Believe me,
0: I I'm not a fan of him. But he's in it. I don't mind him
1: because he's a huge metalhead. He's a huge Metallica fan, and it, like the behind-the-scenes stuff kind of makes me feel like we might be friends. But I hate him because my wife thinks he's a cutie pie. Guess who I don't look like, Bob? That guy. In almost any way, Jason Momoa.
0: I'm de- there's definitely part of me that wants to hate him because he's real built and he's a big dude. Mm-hmm. And we've both seen. Lord of the Rings, not Lord of the Rings. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Lord of
1: the Rings. Dude, that would be such an amazing hard pivot. Look, he's a muscular dude, and we've both seen Top Gun. <laughs> and so,
0: look, man, <laughs> Jason Momoa is great. We've both seen the Fighting Ducks.
1: <laughs> the
0: Fighting Ducks.
1: Who's a dude in your wife's life that just lights her up like a Christmas tree? And I mean, I'm not worried. My Joaquin wife's
0: channel. Gonna- Fe- Phoenix. She likes dudes or not necessarily that attractive.
1: Isn't she really into Daniel Day-Lewis? No. She oh.
0: likes jo- Joaquin Phoenix is her number one, Benicio del Toro who would easily like without even batting an eyelash fuck my wife. <laughs> like he would just be like, "Hmm, what's for dessert?" Oh, fuck your wife. Okay, okay, no problem. Uh and she would do it. So <laughs> fuck those guys she wouldn't do it come on she likes weird dudes like older dudes who are not attractive that look like you know somebody's husband or dad or something it's fucked up
1: i'm sure we could armchair psycho psychoanalyze that but let's just move on perhaps we want (laughs) let's
0: let's move why don't we do this move the fuck on i have dude i've seen so much shit but the thing all right besides that dune trailer which i'm I was actually halfway through. It's, I still got another minute and a half of it, so I'm super excited. to it's like a it's like a Snickers bar. I still got a half a Snickers bar left to fucking enjoy. But have you seen a show on Netflix called Love on the Spectrum?
1: No, Isabel watched it though. Is it about
0: autistic people falling in love? Right, which sounds terrible, right? Somebody said watch it, and I was like, sounds horrible. Isabel loved it, dude. It is one of the best things I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Here's what here's what here's what autistic people are. They're regular people like you and me. Normal like nor like the same amount of intelligence. Yeah. The only thing they don't have is the ability to bullshit. Yeah, that's nice. So what you see is what you get, dude. Which Like which, you know, you know we have all these thoughts in our minds and then like you especially You have a million thoughts in your mind and you're just going down the list of like, can't say that, can't say that, can't say that, can't say that, can't say that that because it's going to affect somebody negatively or their feelings will be hurt, or blah, blah, blah. You're just doing all this massive computation. Autistic people, they just say whatever is in their head at that moment. And it's the, whatever the truth is at that moment,
1: dude, it's beautiful. It's idyllic. I mean, it's uh, in a world where everyone did that and we could handle it. It'd be preferable. It'd be efficient. But society, society doesn't really work in the current climate if everyone's doing that. Lies are really important to the, to the oil of, of of social interaction.
0: I know you say that, and I know you believe that to be true, but I absolutely don't believe it to be true. I think if everybody just told the truth, the, all the problems of the world would be solved. Because here's the deal: the truth needs no defense. Now, opinions are those the truth? Like, if an if it's an opinion, but then someone will say it's
1: their truth, and then you're in that then you're in that problem. Yeah,
0: right. But like, if you don't like if you don't like somebody, you just say you don't like them, dude. That's the other thing about all these autistic people. They're all like in their early twenties, and they're so cute. And some of them, you can like, if you just met them, you would be like. You wouldn't know they were autistic for a few minutes and then the more the longer they'd talk you'd be like oh there's something yeah, wrong so, with this person." well you <laughs> would end up saying off.
1: you would end up saying something like i think they're on the spectrum we kind of have well, the a framework for that
0: but the difference between them and other people that have sort of cognitive or neurological difficulties they all are aware that they're autistic they're yeah. all and they're aware when other people are like they can recognize autism in other people as well so They're all single they smell their own well it's so rare that they actually end up being with someone because they're so particular well
1: because and let me say this this is sort of in defense of what i said earlier because it might come off differently to someone who may not know us that well i'm not saying it's virtuous to lie and i'm not even saying i prefer it i i try to live my life telling the truth and being honest i value it very much A better way to put the way I sort of see it working in society is more like we are in constant negotiation with each other. There's a negotiation happening, etiquette socially, lubricating interactions. How deep are we going to go at the checkout line getting our groceries when the chick says, how are you today? Okay. I'm not telling her the truth of that because (laughs) there's just simply no time, nor does she really care. Because what she's saying when she's saying, how are you today? is She's just saying, hi, hello. Right. So I, I'm just say, saying those things exist for autistic people. They don't. And so they have this amazing opportunity to just shoot, cut through the bullshit no matter what. But yet, as you say, hard for them to find love. Why? Because love is built on strange negotiations.
0: Well, that's the thing, dude. They're so they're they have this dating counselor. It's all set in Australia, by the way, uh, they have this Australian dating counselor and she tries to, you know, um,
1: She's like school matchmaking them.
0: them or whatever. Yeah, she, well, she's trying to school them up on dating, and she's talking to this guy, and she's like, "So, so she might say like, uh, she might say like, well, I'm not, I I don't have time to see you uh, now, or probably for a while. <laughs> now, <laughs> what does that mean to you? Uh, it means that sh- sh- in the future she will maybe want to see me." She's like, well, see, and then she has to explain. No, see, what she probably means is she doesn't want to see you. <laughs> like they just don't understand. So they're they dating normal. Get- pe-
1: they're dating normal people. They're dating non-autistic no, they're, people.
0: No, they're all. Uh, they're all dating. They're, okay. So they're all dating other autistic people, and some of them barely have any autism, and some of them, like everybody on the show, is pretty high up. Like they're all super functioning they a lot of them are living on their own or they're living with their parents but they're all functioning and they can all talk and and then like they go to this one dating thing and then this chick starts dancing with this guy and he's like oh that's a good looking guy and then they go outside and talk and the guy's like straight up like rain man (laughs) like she's like hey how do you like to dance so far good it's good it's good i like to dance it's good it's good and you're like oh shit (laughs) and then she's like oh i think i want to go inside now (laughs)
1: <laughs> it sounds like there might be a, an a exploitative, <laughs> exploitative angle to it a little bit, because that sounds really funny.
0: Dude, it's such a beautiful show about love and wanting to connect and being a human being. I'm telling you, I was crying the whole time.
1: Unrelated. The first
0: episode, I was in tears the entire time. Why? Be- it's so, why? Because I cry when I see love and... Like anytime you show me love on a film, there's this part of me that wants that like that wants that connection, wants to be loved, and I'm sad because I haven't gotten it in the way that I want or something that's yeah. what that's what my therapist told me, but man, I'm telling you, man, these people are just so precious and cute and beautiful. this one dude, man. You just gotta watch it, dude. I'm telling you, it sounds horrible. I did not want to watch it, and somebody was like, "You have to watch the best thing." Oh, it was my ex wife was telling me she's like, "It's the best thing I've seen." I, I totally trust her judgment, so I was like, "All right, I'm gonna watch it, even though it looks terrible."
1: When are they gonna put the autistic people in pods and have them get engaged in pods? That's the next step, uh,
0: dude. I, you just watch. You just there's a reason why your wife loved it. You gotta just give it a second. Just watch. 15 minutes of it.
1: All right. Well, I'll, uh, I'll see about that. I'll look into that. Is
0: she over there? Is she in the room? No, I want to hear
1: what she's... She's in her office. Op- Isabel. She's in her office working. I thought oh. she was in the kitchen. She's in the office. Because she, she, she'll gush about it. It's so good.
0: Oh, there she is. She's behind you.
1: Isabel, do you think I would like that autistic love show? Love on the spectrum?
0: No. She doesn't think <laughs> I would like
1: it. Why, why wouldn't I like it? you don't like uh like that Indian dating show I watched. Yeah, she watched another dating show with Indian. Oh, I people?
0: love that show. It's not something I
1: think you'd like. Bob, dude, that
0: Indian matchmaker was amazing. Bob says you says to watch the that Indian too. Indian
1: matchmaker was
0: amazing. It was. I totally agree. Well, but not but but as good as it was, it wasn't as good as Love but on the Spectrum. I think you would watch it and be fine with it, but I don't think you'd love it. Well, there you go. Well, But
1: dude, the song so my song required me to scream at the top of my lungs in my house and you've been in my house and you sent that email talking about how funny that was imagining me doing that
0: dude i was so brutal for my song. family dude i was listening to that song because this song's like it's sort of like tool meets metallica kind of in that realm but also with some darkness like it's because the chorus you you hit the really high high <laughs> it's a uh, crazy not falsetto high but high upper voice notes And I can just picture you doing it your house, like during the day, because you couldn't do it at night because no. everybody's asleep. It was so it's got to be during the day. <laughs> and now you're just hitting these notes, and they're hard <laughs> notes to hit. Like I don't know if I could hit them. And I, I'm a singer, and you're you're a great singer, but I could. I was just picturing it, dude. I was on the ground laughing, thinking about it, and then doing all that. Because then there's all these solos. I mean, yeah. it's a real intricate song. Yeah, yeah but uh i love the idea of you making that song
1: it's been really interesting during quarantine us having to figure out just how to negotiate the space you know because we're all yeah my wife my daughter and i are just here every day we've been here every day since march yeah trying to work trying to have fun my daughter wants to my daughter's got school we're trying to i'm trying to make mu- music and art you're you're lucky that you have that space although the space you're in now though isn't where you make art. You make art in your house, right? Yeah. Has that been different or weirder for you? I guess not that much change for
0: you, maybe. And plus, Scarlett's going to school, right? She's in monastery, but not today because we got a lot of rain and we have a low water crossing where I live. So yeah, I didn't want to take a chance and and take her to school and then get flooded out. So she's here today, which means she's just basically spent the entire day, the entire almost four. Five hours now on youtube watching families on youtube do stuff
1: (laughs) yeah my daughter loves casey and rachel she'd do it all day
0: yeah at some point i'll stop her and make her eat something (laughs) but if i just want to do my thing i just give her the i give her the the youtube and then she just watches do you
1: feel any guilt about that at all
0: no (laughs) none yeah My wife does. She tries to make me feel guilty. She's like, you can't let her watch that all day. I'm like, then you get up and you parent. Because here's what I'm going to do. Pay for everything and do whatever the fuck I want to do. Which is is basically not true at all. Because basically what I'm doing is paying for everything and then doing a little bit of what I want to do and then mostly what everybody else wants me to do. Yeah. Welcome to uh, being a dad
1: welcome welcome bob welcome the water is not warm
0: (laughs) the water is cold i was listening to a song i wrote like six years ago before scarlet was born but you know i had a nine-year-old son at the time and one of the lines was i was i i like i came across this song and i was like what is this song i don't remember it at all and then one of the lines was like I don't give a shit if my pits smell bad because I'm a dad. <laughs> <laughs> it was It's not a good song. It's basically, at a certain point, you're like, well, oh, fuck it. I'm a dad. I'll just write whatever the fuck I want to write. I've
1: slipped into that a little bit. Like, well, I don't give
0: a fuck. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh well, because I think that I think that's a good place to be if you're writing. If you're creating and you don't give a fuck. I'm telling you, dude, that's where greatness comes from.
1: I don't know how good the material is. I mean, I, I like it and it feels true, but to your exact point, I feel great about it in terms of there ain't a single external force other than what I want coming through. And that yeah. that feels really cool to me, just, just as a writer. I think I've written better songs that could be on uh, other people, you know, that are more commercial, right. yeah, etc. Yeah. But
0: I think you're exactly right, dude. When you're letting your freak flag fly like you did on that song, I it makes me feel good. Yeah, like I'm telling you, I love, I like that so much more than the idea that oh, this is a good song to pitch or something. Yeah, I, you're, I, like, I agree. You're not you're not pitching dude what was the title of it the Dyna pyramid or whatever it was
1: disappear amid
0: <laughs> dude that's such a great title i saw the title i was like oh i'm in for a ride i know it oh well i mean Disapyramid. you know who else Dude, is- that should be that that should be a band
1: yeah uh one of the dudes in the group said that too um well you know i have a metal band called lunar satan which is a great band name too but i know but disappear Pyramid's
0: better than lunar satan.
1: um how dare you uh you know who else has been inspiring me though in that way is that Mark Ribier guy. Oh yeah. Uh, because okay, listen, dudes out there and lady and oh pardon me, don't let me forget the ladies because guess what, Bob, mostly it's women, mostly, mostly, mostly women listen to our podcast. Um, so you in know fact, why? Uh, because we got them. Oh, yeah. Um, let's not go. Let's not go and cancel. <laughs> Get canceled right here at the such a beautiful spot. Um. <laughs> Um but that dude okay so here here lady the ladies especially this this is a he's a nerdy looking dude but he's attractive he's in shape
0: he's, chicks will love him
1: yeah chicks love him because he so he how do you even explain what he is he's a songwriter but he mostly just makes everything up on the spot he's called, his his moniker is Loop Daddy he usually performs either naked or in a kimono or in a bathrobe
0: all right here's 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 what he's wearing always he's wearing like a sp- He's wearing a very tight pair of skivvies, so they're either they're 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 boxer briefs, but they're usually they're they're, they're tight. They're, they're many boxer briefs and they're tight. <laughs> so he's wearing that, and then usually uh, some side of kind of a silk short silk rope on top of that, which he will remove at the drop of a hat. It will get removed, yeah. But he shows up and he starts off the show, and that's what he's wearing. Now to look at him, you would think nerd. But if you see pictures of him from a few years ago, he's like got long hair, he's a good-looking guy, but he kind of nerded yeah. himself up because now he's living in Williamsburg or somewhere where you have to have this nerd look to be cool. <laughs> so, he's got a he's got a definite like nerd look to him. But as soon as he starts performing, he kind of reminds me of me when I was in my early 30s. Like a lot of sexy stuff, a lot of sex talk, rap r and b a lot of dance music and but the thing that's cool about what he's doing is he's making it all up on the spot,
1: which is hard to do you You're well, good at that but it is hard to do.
0: It's hard to make it up on the spot and have it be compelling now, the thing I like about it is I like what he's like the choices that he's making are great, like he's a really tasty his aesthetic is is similar to mine. Uh, he's kind of doing what Reggie Watts does, but I like what he does better than Reggie Watts. So.
1: Well, and, and it's just consistently good too. Anyone can just fu- anyone can kind of fuck around and land on something like a funny chorus because he usually right. will. He usually will make a chorus up that's very soulful R and B, and then he'll rap around it. And sure. it's it's very sexually explicit. I will warn you all. Some of it's very, very sexy. Right. A lot of sex talk, but there's also an angle to it that's very much. Be yourself. Do whatever the fuck you want, as long as you don't hurt anybody. Live your life. He he wrote a whole song about it was like your whole trip about how the, only the present exists, and let go of the past. The past is gone. Future doesn't exist. Nothing exists but now. It's a strange yeah. blend of really funny, but also like some somehow re, well definitely powerful, but somehow really also inspiring. I, it's hard to explain.
0: The thing, the other thing uh, that reminds me of me about him. <laughs> Other than the nudity. Well, that's the thing we don't have in common, for <laughs> sure. But the thing the thing about him that I think is important to do is not to just watch a clip. Like you sent me a clip and I watched it and I was like, what is this guy like? Is this guy serious? Is he is he mentally to say it like is there something wrong with him? Like if you just watch 10 seconds or 30 seconds you're like I don't know what this is but if you watch like an entire live stream where he'll play for like an hour and a half or two hours you
1: start to really get a sense of
0: the whole thing you really get a sense of who he is in terms of like oh it's not all just jokes some of it's really deep he's obviously a really good musician he has this technical bit he's a great singer he's very inventive he's super funny but then he seems like a nice guy too like when he's talking to people he takes calls and talks to them and he's like Oh, this guy's a reasonable, uh, interesting artist who's doing something that's pretty tough. Like you, ha- you have to make yourself pretty vulnerable to just be making up songs on the spot in front of people in a live setting. And I mean, he's got a huge audience. He's almost got a million followers on Instagram. It's crazy. He's blown up like. And the other thing that was crazy, I don't know if you did this but i went on his instagram and went back to the very beginning and the instagram started maybe like 6 or 7 years ago and yeah. he was unknown for years and then he started doing loop daddy like 3 or 4 years ago and then just kind of blew up over the last 3 years
1: he's a texas guy right he's from dallas he's from dallas yeah, yeah.
0: which makes me believe that he's probably a bob schneider fan
1: i, I would bet you he is dude i really i don't would bet even you know he if is. he's
0: i i feel like at some point he probably came and saw me play and he was like, "Yeah, I like this guy, <laughs> dude."
1: He probably was at that show we played at the fucking Granada, where we opened yeah. with Ass Knocker with the curtain down, and probably. as and and we started with an acapella chorus, and we were just clapping, and as the curtain slowly opened, and then we, the fucking party started, bro.
0: He was probably yeah. at that gig. He probably was like, I mean, it's hard to say, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how old he is. How old do you think he is now? Like 28, 29?
1: I would, yeah, would guess late 20s, maybe 30.
0: So, yeah, I think, you know, 10, 12 years ago, he was probably out of show.
1: Well, you guys need to go check it out. I don't know how to really say or spell his last name, but if you look up Loop Daddy, you'll find it.
0: Mark, M-A-R-C, Ribley, R-I-B-I-L. <sighs> Just look up if Loop you Daddy. Get that, it, all right. This Anyways, yeah, check it out. It's so good. Now,
1: listen here, before we go, we got about a minute left. I do want to say thank you to, we have a bunch of new patrons, bro. Oh, good. So I want to say thank you to all these people while we while we got them on the line. And I think these are mostly ladies. So thank you to Giala Keneally for becoming a patron. El Nicosia, Brandy Davis, Miranda Herdine, and Oliver... Lash. we got the one lone dude there keeping it real in the old patreon igloo for a second there i thought you were gonna say oliver
0: stack <laughs> i don't think ollie's gonna. and if you would have said oliver stack i would have been like what but i would be like oh i guess i have to question everything that i know about reality <laughs> like if oliver stack became a patron of i'm okay you're okay i would immediately go well <laughs> Nothing i, I know gotta take real. a look i gotta look at everything i gotta take a look at everything that i know About the world and reality and really look into it and check and see if everything's, you know, like check it for cracks. Check it for like, oh, this is loose. This needs to be battened down. Oh, this needs to be gotten rid of. Oh, this whole area here is completely burnt to the ground. (laughs) Because right now, you know, I'm, dude. All right. Here's all right. So here's the other thing. One more thing before we go. And this is about, uh, you know what? Let's just save it for the Secret Weekly.
1: Great idea. So if you don't know what that is, it's something that we do for our patrons. It's an extra five to ten minutes of IOK okay
0: sauce that's too scandalous to be told on the regular broadcast. Yeah, it is too scandalous. What I'm about to say, I mean, I can say almost anything on the I'm OK, You're OK podcast for where people get it for free. It's a safety zone, yeah. it's just, it, it. It feels pretty safe. But, dude... I'm going behind the paywall to to say what I'm about to say next.
1: Well, look, it's pretty easy to support us. It's basically if you think the show is valuable, if you listen to it and look forward to it twice a week, uh, it's basically what amounts to one cup of coffee a month, five bucks a month. You get all this extra sauce and it supports the show that you love.
0: Oh, by the way, if you want to, if you want to support us at a higher level because you're a baller, because maybe let's say you own a real estate company, let's say you went to school and became a lawyer and you got that extra Chala, chala, chang, rolling around in your your bends. You know, like when you're when you take a tight left in your bends and you hear a little chala, chala, chang. You can support us at a ten dollar level or twenty dollar level if you're a baller. But if you want to be small fry, support us at five dollars. That's fine. We don't care, but we do care. See what I'm saying, man?
1: <clears throat> well. Our other podcasts are The Song Club and Metal Up Your Podcast. You know, you know where to find that shit. Damn. You know where the
0: <laughs> fuck to find that shit. Dude, Metal Up Your Podcast. You know where the fuck to find that shit. Hell yeah. Wherever you get your podcast, Wherever you get your shits, where you find that shit. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get out of here.
1: All right, peace. <laughs>